0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to UGA Sports Rumors versus Facts, where we cover everything and all things Georgia football recruiting related. And there is nothing more uh, pertinent right now than the newest commit to the class. And if you're watching this, you're going to get a treat here because you are going to get a live exclusive interview here with Mr. Sean Washington, the newest commit to the Georgia class of 2022 uh sean congratulations on uh being the being the newest commit what's it like to uh be it be a georgia bulldog right now
1: It feel great
0: so what i mean you've had a you've had a long process here uh talk to us a little bit about what this last uh you know year's been like for you kind of you mentioned in your announcement kind of overcoming a little bit of adversity and then this journey just kind of talk about it that journey leading you to uga
1: Well, at the beginning, like when I, you know, found out, you know, I got to sit out to get my grades right, you know, that it messed with me at the beginning, but I got it, the work done. And, you know, just kept working out and everything came together.
0: Absolutely. Clyde, um, this is Clyde Alexander, by the way, who is with Edge Assassins and is also the longtime trainer and mentor of Sean Washington and uh, Clyde. You know, you've you've worked with Sean for a long time. Um what what has it been like for you seeing him grow with his with his game, his technique, and also as a young man through this process?
2: Um, the one thing that, you know, I, I was actually reflecting on the other day, I'm extremely proud of. Uh, you know, Sean has obviously become a, a great football player over the years, but you know, his his maturity, you know, the way he approaches things now, um, you know, it's much more of a you know, professional manner with everything he does. You know, I mean that, you know, it's like um, sometimes you have young kids, you know, they go about things, um, you know, the things they do really don't mean nothing to them. They kind of live in a moment, you know, and, you know, he's grown so much as a person, he's more, you know, approaching things to, hey, I need to do this today so this can happen tomorrow, you know, so he's more aware of his future, and that's the one thing that I'm, I'm most proud of.
0: Yeah, it uh, it's definitely been a a a journey. He's had to come over not only the stuff like you mentioned, uh, Sean, with the, you know having to sit out this year, but also got hit by a hurricane down there, got displaced from your home for a little while. So big, uh, you know, props for you for being you know resilient, being able to fight through all that stuff. What was the message from Trey Scott and you know the the Georgia coaching staff that drew you towards the University of Georgia?
1: Well, you know. For me, not playing, that was really you know, them in Florida was you know the main colleges really pursuing me, you know, steady talking to me, and I've been and Coach Scott always kept it real with me. So,
0: yeah. So when when you when you when what is their vision for you kind of at the at the University of Georgia? Have they talked about how you would be used in that defense?
1: Yeah, he um talked to me about using me at the three tech and you know
0: using me at the five tech too. Absolutely, and uh, Clyde, with you've been around his game, you've you've you know taught him about uh, pass rush and things like that. You know, did that message from Trey Scott does that does that match up with who you think that that Sean is as a, as a player and and what do you what can people expect from Sean at the at the next level from a coach's point of view?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, the one thing that's always just that stuck out with me um, from Coach Scott, you know, throughout this whole process, um, he's a real guy. You know, what you see is what you get. Um, you know, I, I had a chance to actually talk to a lot of the guys that he currently coaches, um, you know, and everybody speaks volumes of them. Um, one thing that was impressive to me, you know, I even asked kids, you know, that's not necessarily in his room, you know, kids like Cedric Van Pran, uh the tight end Washington, a couple other kids. You know, even though they're not in his room, those kids speak volume, you know, over what type of guy is his character. Um, one thing I love about Coach Scott, he brings a lot of energy. Um, he's real passionate about his players. Um, he demands excellence, but at the same time, uh, it's more of tough love. You know, it's like, hey, <clears throat> nobody wants you to succeed more than he does. And his whole thing is he's going to do whatever he needs to do to help you reach your dreams as long as you were to come in and work. Um, you know, I, I told Sean a, a lot of a lot of the way I actually coach kids. I see a lot of in coach Scott. You know, and I kind of think that's why Sean kind of instantly gravitated towards him. You know, a, a lot of things, a lot of messages we speak, you know, is it's, it's like very similar.
0: No doubt. No doubt. Now, Sean, you know. Going into this, you're not going to waste a whole lot of time, and we'll talk about your plan as you're going to get into this quick, but I think Jed has a question from me from a, uh, a buddy of yours that ended up small world, right, ended up coming on the official visit the same weekend as you so Jed. I think you got a question over there for for Sean.
3: Yeah, Sean, um, first of all, again, congratulations. I want to ask you about Deion Walker from up in Michigan. He's another guy, you know, a big, a bit really big defensive tackle. I think he told me 6'8", maybe 3'3", my heart tone the other day. Um, just what is he like as a guy, as a player? Um, you know, Clyde, maybe you chime in too from from what you know about him. And you know, could you could y'all you see yourselves, you know, teaming up at Georgia? You know, do they have room, I guess, in the class for both of y'all?
1: Yeah, he, he a nice guy. The first time I seen him, we was at a camp out in Florida. And at first I thought he played O line, but I seen him get at D line and I seen the way he moved, and I was like, he nice. So
2: he yeah, when, when, when those two first met, man, it was more of uh you know how they say game recognizes game. You know, uh yeah. they met, uh I was coaching down um at the show camp at uh, IMG uh with Coach Brent Williams. Uh he runs the uh, camp and um you know when Big Dion came over, uh they didn't have his size uh you know, the, the uniforms were color coded. So they didn't have his size in the uh the defensive lineman uniform, so they had to give him one offensive lineman uniform. You Know so you know the kid comes over. I'm like, hey man, the, the old lines on the other side. He's like, no, coach, I'm over here. You know, and the kid, I never forget, you know, he had on his uh goggles and everything. Mm-hmm. And you know, he lined up at uh at one three, and then Sean was at the other three because you know, during the camps, you have five men in front, and uh, like the whole camp, you know, over those two three days, those kids just wrecked shop, you know, and, and he and Sean were the most dominant uh defensive linemen out there, you know, and it's just like from there, the relationship just kept on, you know, kept growing.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So, two big guys over there on the defensive front, Uh, Georgia definitely, they had uh, Walker in for the same official visit weekend as you, Sean, there for Charleston Southern. And, you know, you mentioned something to me uh, when we were talking before about the Georgia fan base. Uh, Tell everybody kind of the role that the Georgia fan base had in this decision for you.
1: All right, so you know they play
0: what's the team? Yeah, Charleston Southern. Southern. Charles Southern. Hey, it's okay. It's easy to forget that one. That was a <laughs> <Yeah>. that <one. laughs>
1: so just you know I know that's you know the team not you know as good as you know Georgia. So I just I like how the fans you know they show love to the seniors because it was Senior Day, and they just kept the energy up and up.
0: Yeah, Clyde, I think you were you were saying too that. It did, It was like a, you know, his blowout, it's there in the fourth quarter. But Yeah, who-
2: it, yeah you know, no, normally when, when you have a, a, a dominant power five team like that playing against a lower level team and it's a blowout of that nature, normally fans, you know, at halftime, everybody starts to kind of file out to the parking lot and, you know, go tailgating. But, you know, from the first quarter to the last snap, you know, the fans never left and they were just as loud, you know, rooting on those Second string and third string guys as if they were the starters, you know. And then, um, Big JD had a special moment in that game, you know. He kind of went over and led the uh, the band as a drum major, so that was kind of cool, you know.
0: And he, he got to carry the ball, Sean. Did you, did you go to Kirby's office after that and say, I want to carry the ball? Yeah, I want to
2: do that. Man. Ball, man. <laughs> 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 this dude, this dude has been saying he could play quarterback for about Six years, and I like, oh, please, don't get him
0: started. Linebacker. <laughs> I, absolutely. Well, just a, a couple more from you here, and you got a bunch of the the Georgia faithful right here. Uh, Sean, I, I welcome you to to Dog Nation here. There's a lot of a lot of people excited about you about you joining in, and wanted to wanted to say, um, you know, when it came to that meeting with Kirby Smart after you know the on that official visit weekend. Um, that message to him, you know, when you spoke to him, he told you there was a mutual agreement there. What was that moment like when you and Coach Smart were on the same page and you knew you were going to become a Georgia Bulldog?
1: You know, that, that was something, you know, I was waiting on when he told me. So, I said then I told him that, you know, I'm ready to close this thing now. And he was like, just soak everything in during the weekend. And, you know, we got announce it during the week.
0: Absolutely. Well, and you're, you're – like, like I said before, you're not wasting any time. What are your plans? Uh, how soon are you going to be getting to uh, Athens and getting this thing going?
1: Uh, well, I'm. you know I'm um, going in for the bull practice so in, December. in December, and I'm enrolling in January, so I'm, I'm ready to get this thing started.
0: No doubt. And, uh, I know dog nation is ready to see you there. This is a big, you know, six foot five, 295 pound, uh, guy at defensive tackle, just adding in more depth to that, to that room. Um, we certainly appreciate you joining us, uh, Clyde and Sean, but Sean, I can't let you get out of here without asking you two last questions. One, who uh, who you got your eye on? Who you gonna try to uh, recruit to come to Georgia with you? And two, give us a little prediction there for the SEC championship game this weekend.
1: <laughs> you no, know, I gotta bring I gotta bring my dog Dion with me, <laughs> and you know I got I'm gonna talk to Shaz.
2: I hear
0: you.
1: It's, it's a couple people we, we gonna be doing gonna do some recruiting.
0: There we go. So he's already starting to do some recruiting. And what what do you think? What do you think the score is gonna be this weekend? Georgia and Alabama.
1: See Georgia by forty.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: he's already part of Dog Nation right there. He's he's, he's it up. So, uh, it's uh, it's exciting to have you on, Sean. Congratulations once again, Clyde. Thank you for uh, you know, what you you've done throughout the process for uh, Sean here and what you continue to do for a lot of young men. So, uh, make sure you're following Edge Assassins over there on on, on Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. And uh, Sean, we'll we'll put all your uh, social media information down here too so you can follow the newest georgia bulldog thank you guys for joining
2: thank you you.
0: all right we'll see you you guys see you guys thank you all right so we had Sean washington right there the newest commit to the 2022 class trent uh you know you've watched sean's film um, what do you what do you think about this young man? you know uh, he was saying trey Scott could see, see him even playing some three technique even sliding out to five and some bigger personnel packages you know he's got some athleticism to him at that size
4: yeah and, and he well uh, he said before we got on air that he was at 295 and he was uh even looking to get uh a little a little lose a little bit more weight. so I think he could play you know three slide out the uh, edge, play five or you know he's versatile enough you play him. He, he's not the type of lineman that has to come off the field. Uh, you know, like big big Jordan Davis comes off the field and uh, Nick or dime when, on third and longs. He's not the type of lineman that can go, come off the field. Uh, he, he can rush the passer, but he can also be that um, that that run stuffer that, that they need at three tech. So uh, it kind of reminds me, you know, a little bit of a, like a Devontae Wyatt type. He, uh, he's very physical with his hands and, uh, and, and he can penetrate. And I think Georgia's got a, a good one.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Jed, you know, you just, you talked about, uh, asked him about Deion Walker. I know you've talked to Dion. when I was speaking to, to Clyde uh, a, a, about this before, you know, he was telling me about Sean and what he is as a player, but he also mentioned that Deion Walker's a guy to, to look out for, how, how big he is and how athletic he is. So um, there's a lot of moving parts still left in this class, especially on the defensive line for Georgia.
3: Absolutely. And, you know, I spoke with Dion last Tuesday night, I believe it was, and I asked him straight out, you know, is there room for you and Joan Washington in class? And he said, yes, they would take us both. Um, so obviously, I mean, Deion Walker is just a – he's more, I guess, physically right now in that Jordan Davis role. Like he's 350 pounds. He's 6'7", six, 6'8", six, I, yes, I think he's having that – I mean, you heard John say it. When when they first saw him at that camp down at IMG, they thought it was an offensive tackle. I mean, that guy is a monster um, of a defensive lineman. So yeah, you know, it's it's gonna be one of those things where it's interesting to see how it plays out. There's obviously other schools, um, still fighting for Deion Michigan and and Kentucky are two off the top of my head right now. But um but yeah, you know, if he ends up in Georgia Bulldog, gotta just be like you said with Sean, just more depth in that defensive line room.
0: Yeah, and there's still some, you know, there's questions about the the long term. You know of, of Tyree West's commitment to Georgia. Whether he'll end up at, at Florida State, he was at Auburn this past weekend, so there could be another spot open up there. Of course, they're hard after uh, Kristen Miller, who is now getting a lot of attention from Alabama, and then of course Ohio State's pursuing him as well. Although we've thought that Georgia is a good position with him, um, so there's a lot of pieces still there to go on that on that defensive front. Um, but that is a big pickup. A lot of people are going to immediately jump and look at the star rating and see three star for uh, Sean there, Trent. But I think there's definitely more behind that that behind the game than that ranking or rating may may allow, even though it's it's a probably a fair ranking because his he, young man hadn't even been able to play his uh, senior year because of some circumstances, but he's uh, definitely got tremendous upside.
4: Yeah, and you know, coming off the, the COVID year last year and now going into a senior season where he wasn't able to play there's not much film out there for him. So, um, it, it, the, three stars understanding, uh, there, but, uh, I think he's a young man that can come in and, uh, and definitely contribute on that defensive line. We, we know how Trey Scott likes to take guys that he sees potential in and, and he can, he can get the most out of those guys, uh, for example, like Jordan Davis or Devontae Wyatt, or, um, uh, you know, the, the, the Tennessee bunch, you know, he Zion Logue. You yeah. know, he he, t- he takes those he takes those defensive linemen that's lower four stars or three stars. He sees you know, he sees potential in them and then um he develops them. And uh, I think this is another guy that's gonna that's gonna be developed nicely in Athens.
0: Well and you see it all the time, you know uh, last year in the in the cycle last year uh, Tyron in- Ingram Dawkins right he started out a little bit lower ranked and then skyrocketed because of his senior tape. Well, Sean didn't get the benefit of that senior tape, but if you look at the measurables, uh, Sean has the same measurables as Warren Brinson as Tyron Ingram Dawkins. I mean these are guys who are right around three bills and are somewhere in the between the 6'4 and 6'6 range when you're talking about all three of those guys. A uh, big lineman. Long arms bring a big punch when they when they get off the ball quick. So a lot of uh, common traits that you see like you mentioned from uh, that that Trey Scott brings out. So the newest bulldog is newest Bulldog commit is Sean Washington and if you missed that, we'll have it on YouTube here afterwards and also podcast format. But guys, we have to talk about, even though we this is UGA related, we have to talk about Lincoln Riley heading west to usc leaving oklahoma and once he did Trent, it's become open season uh for oklahoma recruits and people on oklahoma's current roster as they are just flooding into the transfer portal
4: yeah i, I mean <laughs> you know i think it's a weekly topic we talk, talk about taking advantage of other team other teams and and this is another team that now you can take advantage of whether it be the yeah through the portal or or you know there, there's some guys that Georgia and oklahoma both recruited that ended up at oklahoma that now georgia's take a chance to get back in with whether it's you know this year or 2023 guys i, I mean the one that comes to mind is uh Webb, trying and um you know he, he was committed to georgia then he opened it back up georgia was a finalist in the next one and oklahoma gained the commitment but now he's since decommitted from oklahoma so you know there's there's uh it, there's guys that, that, that georgia can get back in with I'm, I'm not sure that it will necessarily be in the 2022 class but i know it, it it can definitely be an impact in 2023 class and the transfer portal
0: yeah jed one of those 2023 guys uh brandon ennis uh ryan wright got with him our our correspondent uh with with rivals the southeast uh you know recruiter uh recruiting coverage guy ryan wright not the not the most uh, correct name. I can't think of his title right now, but he is with r- Rivals covering covering recruiting in the Southeast. So uh that's a guy from American Heritage that Georgia now probably has a good shot to get back in 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 the race with.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like you said, American Heritage. There's the Georgia pipeline there with with Sony Michelle and Isaiah McKenzie. And he had he visited in the summer, he had Georgia in his top eight, ten, whatever it was that he released, then obviously committed to Oklahoma. So that's another guy Georgia's gonna circle around on. Um Speaking of receivers, Jaden Hazelwood is in the transfer portal now, um, you know, former UGA commit. It's another guy to keep an eye on. So it's like it's like y'all said, it's open season right now with guys, you know, every every time you refresh Twitter or or Instagram or whatever, there's just another guy going into the transfer portal or, or decommitting or something like that. So it's going to be really interesting to see. It's like you said, Trent, especially looking ahead to that 2023 class, just exactly you know, how it shakes out for Oklahoma and, you know, how that trickles down to Georgia and Alabama and, you know, all the other. Um, all the other schools are going to try to raid the, the Sooners' class there.
4: I think, I think uh, what, what Lincoln Riley brought was just, you know, his, his energy and his, you know, his offense was was basically fun to play in. You know, I, I think a lot of guys, especially receivers, quarterbacks, wanted to be in that, wanted to be in that offense. And, you know, he will keep some of those West coast kids at home now, but um, you know, the kids, you know, the Texas kids or whatever that, that kind of went that way, uh, even, even Georgia kids and, might might be hesitant to go to Oklahoma now and might be uh, looking at the dogs a little more.
0: Absolutely. So we'll have some questions about that for certain here on our vault questions. Anything, uh, anything else we need to touch on overarching before we get in here to our vault questions. Anybody got anything they want to bring up real quick?
4: Yeah. I, I mean, I think that the reports of Brian Kelly going to uh, LSU is interesting just for some fact that, it's it's been hard to get kids out of uh, Louisiana, um, j- just just because that you know the LSU pipeline that most LSU or most Louisiana kids want to stay home, and I'm just not sure that uh, uh, Kelly will have that same impact in the state of Louisiana just because he's not you know he's not from that area he's not a he's not a Louisiana guy. And I, I think you might start seeing more Louisiana guys leave the state now that uh, that, that they don't have that you know Ed Ordonez or, or somebody Les Miles somebody like that down there to uh to to keep those Louisiana guys at home. Jenna, Real.
0: you had an interesting point of the far, the furthest south that uh, Brian <laughs> Kelly has coached.
3: Yeah, his, he's from uh, Massachusetts. His furthest south coaching job is Cincinnati. Um, in his coaching career, he's just it seems very. I mean, he seems like a guy that's made for Notre Dame, right? I mean, he's—he's, he's, you know, it just seems like a perfect culture fit there. I mean, I've—I—I'm I, the reverse. I—I don't really go, um, you know, I haven't frequented South Bend much in my life, but it just seems from afar like a perfect fit. So for him to—and the, the crazy thing too, Notre Dame isn't out of the playoff yet. I mean, that's another thing. I mean, there's—it's a very, um, you know, realistic chance that they end up in the playoff, and their coach is gone. That's, um, what, that's what
0: makes me wonder if this thing, like, I, I don't know if it's been officially announced or if it's a done deal or what, but if it, that, it, the timing of it would seem very, very weird, uh, in, in terms of all that. But
4: the, the only thing that makes sense with this, uh, with, with Kelly to LSU is, uh, kind of what they were looking for in a coach, like the, the, you know, he's, He's uh, basically, he's going to keep guys out of trouble. He's, he's going to be a disciplinary guy. He's going to uh, do things the right way, I guess you say. And, uh, and that's what LSU is looking for after the kind of troubles they've had down in Louisiana. And, and he is a guy that's going to do that. But is he a guy that's going to win? Is he a guy that's going to recruit? I think that's that's yet to be determined.
0: Yeah, so it'll be interesting and that will impact recruiting because remember, everything leads back to recruiting and no one is doing it at a higher level than the University of Georgia right now. Not only are they number one in the AP poll in the the season, number one in the CFP poll heading into the SEC championship game, but now they have the number one ranked class in the class of 2022, the number one ranked class in the class of 2023. And uh, that is uh, just highly highly impressive uh, and, and speaks volumes about what this Georgia staff thinks about recruiting because recruiting is how they've gotten both through the portal and through high school recruiting to the position they are in right now. So with that, we're going to jump in to some vault questions. I've had to shorten some of these up. Some of you guys are writing uh, books over here. I can only fit 200 characters in here on the, on the question. So uh, remember that when you type typing them on the, on the vault, but J webb, 79 does georgia have its next Pickens, waddell uh, d smith cd lamb all these guys etc on the roster committed or heavily targeted so they're what they're asking there is does georgia have a bona fide number one game-changing receiver either currently in their commits or someone that they're uh, targeting and have a realistic shot to sign
4: i mean it, it- does anybody else have uh, a tight end like Georgia has? I mean, if you if you you can go into this all day. I think I think Georgia has capable wide receivers, and I have, I think they have some uh, good wide receivers committed. But they also have the best tight end in the country. And they also have a you know another top five tight end in the country um, in Darnell. Uh, so I, I think that Georgia doesn't necessarily need to have a. Uh, you know, uh, uh, George Pickens or C.D. Lamb, because because the two tight ends they have, but they need to have receivers that can stretch the field, and I think they have those on the roster. And I think uh, you will see more out of A.D. Mitchell. I think A.D. Mitchell has really flourished as a freshman. I think he's had some uh, games where he's looked like a freshman, like last week where he's had the drops. But I think A.D. Mitchell is uh, uh, very capable of taking that George Pickens uh, label and 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 you know, uh, running with it. And I think, uh, you know, Georgia's got some guys committed on their, uh, on the commit list that, that is, is going to be, uh, play big parts in Athens? I think they could, more guys that can stretch the field.
0: Two parter for you t- along those lines, Jed. One, you've seen Denilon Morriset play a good bit, you know, in, in person, uh, but this summer, North Cobb, things like that. What kind of, I mean, they're getting a pretty good one there. I mean, and then also think about as Trent, just mentioned with not only having Oscar Delp joining side by side by uh, Brock Bowers next year, but the year after that you add P- Pierce Sperlin into into that mix, and that is a going to be a trio of tight ends that's unbelievable.
3: Yeah, on denial on I mean that that's a guy that I think he is the closest thing to the game changing receiver or dynamic like whatever you know buzzword you want to use for this 2022 class. He's physical. I mean, he's obviously very explosive. He's got good hands. I mean, he's kind of that, the most complete um, receiver in this class. And playing the guy you've been high on all along is Dylan Bell, too, yeah. another three-star guy that, you know, could be in line for a higher ranking. But either way, you know, I guess, you know, can, is playing above that ranking. Um, as far as the tight ends, yeah, like you said, it is – You know, I can't remember which story it was, um, whether it was Pierce or whoever. But, you know, that 2023 tight end room for Georgia, Brock Bowers, Oscar Delp, Pierce Sperlin. Um, maybe a and Lucky or a Neo Avery, um, you know, whoever else might compliment that 2023 class. Um, theoretically, Darnell Washington could still be in Athens. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. The job Todd Hartley has done filling out that room, adding dynamic game changing guys and then developing I And let's be honest. I mean, who expected Brock Bowers to come in and, and be the best tight end in the country year one. Um, yeah. And he's done nothing short of that, you know, no matter what the Mackey award has to say. So, Um, It's it's incredible what Georgia's tight end room is right now and what it's going to be, you know, over the next few years. No doubt. And another thing that's amazing,
0: guys, Dead Soxie—they're a sponsor here of this show. Make sure you're checking out there. They did a 56% discount when Georgia scored 56 on Charleston Southern a couple of weeks ago. I'm sure Roddy's working them for some deals as the SEC uh, championship goes comes along here but if you want some uh, some quality socks that are not you're not gonna have to worry about them falling down they've got that grip technology at the top uh they're very very comfortable a lot of Georgia gear they've partnered with uh 76 apparel over there um the also partners of UGA Sports.com so check those guys out Dead Soxy uh go get some of your gear they've got Georgia socks the kind of pixelated 34 old school almost tech mobile type character on there one of Herschel Walker uh, on there and and some other cool options uh so check out dead Soxy. they are a uh, sponsor of the show and we really appreciate it now moving on to the next question we talked a little bit about the Oklahoma fallout Jed go ahead and read that one off from J doggy for us.
3: it says with the fallout of Lincoln Riley to USC does UGA have a realistic shot of any of OU's commits in 22 or 23 or anyone on their roster currently and he adds the hashtag poach season very good poach season so poach season.
0: Trent, uh, we we've talked about uh Trayon Webb, formerly committed to Georgia, now formerly committed to Oklahoma also. So he is decommitted from two schools now. And we will see if Georgia gets he was at uh he was at the Charleston Southern game, very quietly came in. I saw him uh sitting up there and you know he's kind of he, this was before Lincoln, right? He he kind of pulled the Travis Hunter, right? He he was looking, he was looking at me and he was like, to take a picture and i was like i don't care <laughs> just took, took a picture anyway so uh right there saw him at the uh, charleston southern game uh brandon ennis of course and then Trent. anybody on their current roster that you want to name off there
4: well i mean you uh of course all eyes would be to caleb williams and uh, and jaden hazelwood who was one of uh, one of oklahoma's top receivers this year who uh I guess will be a senior uh, unless he redshirted his first year. Um, I'm, I'm not really sure what he did, but he'd be. in his fourth year just because he came in the same time George Pickens did.
0: Well, he tore his ACL, right? So
4: didn't he? Yeah, have I think so. about a whole year. I don't. I don't know what he, you know. I don't know when he set out, but I, I know that, that Hazelwood could could come in and, and contribute, and be an upperclassman in that wide receiver room for for Georgia, especially with them being young in that room. Uh, especially if next year if, if Pickens does indeed go to the NFL and you lose Kiris Jackson, you lose those guys. So um, Hazel would be one to watch. Uh, you know, I think Caleb Williams might follow Riley to USC. He, we'll wait and see on that. But, uh, I mean, th- there's some guys on that roster. Um, you know, Oklahoma was not uh, definitely not uh, short on talent. And I think – Maybe Mario <laughs>
0: Williams if he enters the portal.
4: Yeah, yeah I think Georgia will explore uh, all the options and, and look and see – if there's any fits uh, that hit the portal uh, on that on that roster and and, and move on from there, but I, there's a, there's some potential for some movement there and uh, and for Georgia to make a move.
0: Jed, we talked about defensive front. You know, when we were talking to Sean there not too long ago, um, Hero Canoe, uh, Oklahoma was a big reason that I, I think people felt like he him and them and Ohio State were a big reason that. That hero may have been trending away from Georgia a little bit. This may uh, bring
3: Georgia more into an even
0: playing field for canoe.
3: Absolutely. Um. He had a tweet last night of trying to think. of something on the along the lines of like I can't believe this or who saw that coming or or something like that. So it definitely, you know, you can't say that it eliminates Oklahoma necessarily just because you never know in recruiting. But it certainly seems like it would be UGA and Ohio State right now. This it gives UGA that window um, to get back in, make that renewed push and. You know, never say never. It's obviously – I felt like Ohio State was kind of the leader there, um, maybe more so than Oklahoma. But you never know. With with Oklahoma, you know, kind of taking a back seat right now, Georgia could, um, you know, have that window to get back in.
4: And and you got to remember, when they hit transfer portal, uh, it's not doesn't necessarily mean they're leaving. It means they can kind of explore their options and, uh, you know, receive phone calls from other teams. And uh, and they can wait to see who Oklahoma hires, see if it's a fit for them and see if they, then they can make the decision where they want to stay or where they want to move on.
0: There you go. So here we go. We got CTS 44044 with, with the fallout. Okay, we've already talked about that one. That was, I think I copied the same question. Okay, here we go. What's up, dog? Will we flip or sign any other committed slash uncommitted Five star recruits going forward in twenty twenty two class. If so, uh, who's your best guess as who they would be? Well, right off the bat, five star commit. in. I'm thinking, you know, my mind goes to Luther Burden and it goes to Travis Hunter. Those are the guys that everybody's talked about. That Georgia's not gonna can not gonna quit their pursuit of till the end. Um, you know, we'll see what happens with those guys. Other than five stars. Uh, because I think those have been talked about to death, and we're just gonna that's gonna be waiting a uh, wait and see to the very end type thing. Who knows? But Trent, are there any other guys maybe that come to mind? Not necessarily even five stars, but guys that are committed elsewhere, period. That, that Georgia will be in
4: hot pursuit of. Uh, well, you have um, trying to think, you got the Marcarius White. Use the proper name, let's go, Squirrel. It is squirrel. You got squirrel, um, (laughs) Elises, uh, (laughs) You know, you, you, I, Georgia has – Georgia is going to be pursuing, like with, with all the coaching movements, they're going to be pursuing, uh, you know, commits on other rosters uh, or on, on other uh, other teams have pledged. So Anything uh, that
0: we thought we knew about this, Trent, anything that we thought we knew about the shape of how this class was going to go down with all this crap storm getting thrown in three yeah. weeks before signing day, it is going to be open season, not only on the portal but on commits, and it's going to be crazy.
4: Well, like the Oklahoma commit, uh, name slips my mind, running back that just decommitted from Oklahoma. Brown.
3: Huh? Relique Brown. Right? Yeah. I mean, Georgia
4: reached out to him within, you know, two seconds, two seconds of him <laughs> decommitting. Georgia's got two running back commits. Everything can be thrown up, and uh, you might as well take a paper, rip it up, throw it up. Who's going to be in this class? I mean, right now, uh, everything's up for grabs because, you know, there's so many moving parts going on right now, and, and, uh, it'll be interesting to see who Georgia gets on campus the weekend after the SEC championship game for an official visit, because then you're going to start seeing realistic options of who Georgia is going to close with. Um, because uh, there can be some, there, there's going to be a couple surprises on campus that last weekend.
3: Well, I, mean, I was just going to chime and just say, and speaking of running backs to Mari Alston, um, the Auburn guy too, they let Mike Bobo go enjoy. I know we talked to Ryan or somebody talked to him and said, yeah. Jordan's been recruiting him hard. That's another like you said, Trent, you you ball up the paper, you throw it out, you light it on fire, like you do whatever you want to do because no one, with, with all the changes now and in the you know couple weeks coming forward, no one no one really has right. any idea.
0: Mike Bobo no longer at Auburn so who knows what happens with some of those commits I just wonder if uh if they can wrap up the deal for Bobo to be an offensive analyst at Georgia before the kickoff on Saturday because it wouldn't be wouldn't be that hard of a, a deal to, to get him in there but you know when you're talking about you're talking about all this movement uh Jed I just want to you know voice my displeasure with Lincoln Riley and Brian Kelly and all these guys for now making us have to work a whole lot harder. We're going to be a lot of phone calls, a lot of uh, text messages, a lot of digging to try to figure out what's going on with some of these guys that may not have necessarily even been on the radar here in the last couple of weeks.
3: Recruiting never sleeps, man, that they didn't lie. Roddy told me that when I took the job and I didn't (laughs) believe it. And and, you know, it's, it's, it's truer now than ever.
4: That's what I, I tell you. You better get some sleep, you know, during football season or during the spring, because when it comes the last two weeks before signing day, there ain't much sleep.
0: <laughs> there we go. Uh, Trent, we talked about Squirrel White there as a guy who could possibly uh, flip to Georgia. He's currently committed to Tennessee, and that's another – who knows? Oklahoma may hire Josh Heupel. We we, we, we don't know what's, what's going to happen. And then Tennessee's commits would be up for grabs. But what kind of player is Marquarius Squirrel White? I know you've watched a lot of film on him.
4: He's just, you know, he, he he speed for one, but I more than speed, you know, a, a lot of these receivers who got just straight line speed are are a little stiff in the hips, and he's not very stiff. He he's very elusive, uh, especially after the catch. He's a small guy. He's probably five nine, uh, but he's more of an Isaiah McKenzie type. You know, he he's probably a little faster than McKenzie, but uh, he he's he's got the um, what, what they used to call him the. Uh, human joystick. <laughs> human joystick. You know, he know he he can move. Uh, that, that's the thing about that. What I like about White is his ability to uh, it just his hips. He he doesn't have stiff hips. He he's able to uh, cut on a dime and and uh, uh, make plays after the catch. And and that's what George is looking to. Somebody that can extend the field and just a bit a playmaker in that offense. And I know uh, a monkeying is keyed in on uh, White as, as as a potential. And he was on campus a couple weeks ago.
0: Yeah, he was there for the Charleston Southern uh, Southern game. I looked to my – I was watching the quarterbacks take snaps in the, in the end zone, Stetson Bennett with Von Prawn. You know, that's always the question, who's taking the snaps with Von Prahn because that, that seems to be put to bed now. But I look to my right and I see a kid with an official visit tag on and his official visit tag says – squirrel on it and that's all it said so (laughs) i was immediately intrigued so i went to look and then and then he gets away so fast i couldn't take a picture in time and i posted on the i posted my photo gallery on the on the vault and i told people hey i'm still trying to get a good picture of Jaden wayne and squirrel white uh you know they were they were moving around and people were commenting on there. Don't worry, squirrels are, are notoriously hard to to get good photographs of and things like that. So uh, the vault was having fun with it. And if you are not a member of UGA Sports right now, you can get a deal and a half right uh, because I believe that it's an eighty de- uh, percent account, eighty percent discount off the first year. Right, guys? Is that yep. am I am I crazy for for uh, trying to remember that or is that the is that the percentage there? that's
4: correct. I think it's $20 for the first year and uh yeah the, and- the
0: promo code is rivals2021 so if you go to ugasports.com and just try to sign up it is rivals2021 and like Trent said it comes out to about 20 bucks a year.
4: Yeah, I and mean- it. Perfect Christmas gift if your wife wants to buy it for you or if your husband wants to buy it for your wife because I know we have a lot of ladies on there too. So The the ladies
0: love recruiting. You know, that's (laughs) that's what it is right there. So, hey, we've got a few more questions here that we're going to get to. I wanted to tell everybody, if you could do us a favor real quick before we answer those, Um, it doesn't cost you anything to hit that subscribe button here on YouTube, okay? So please subscribe to the channel and also hit that like button right now if you like the content just go ahead and hit that thumbs up button turn on the notification so you see us when we go live that's dane uh young and and brent rollins when they do their film don't lie uh tomorrow you'll be able to see roddy and dane go live with the former georgia head football coach jim donnan as he's going to break down all things sec championship game coming up so there is a ton to catch not only over on Sports.com, but here on the youtube channel as well so we appreciate everybody doing that like i said uh be a friend tell some friends and you can get that subscription there so uh now let's talk about P.A. Dog 610. Jed, you want to take that one for
3: us? Yeah, it says, any uh 2022 or 23 non-committed prospects attending the SEC Championship game on their own dime?
0: Non-committed? I don't know. Uh, there will be some commits there. Um, I don't know. I'm not at liberty to, to say who's going to be there and things like that uh, right now, but I'm still collecting some facts on that. But I have uh, heard some rumblings. There will be a few there trend and i mean that's not uncommon for some of these big time games uh for guys to find their way to uh into attendance
4: no and, and, and what push comes out i bet there will be some uncommitted guys because there are some guys around the atlanta area that are you know especially 2023 guys that are considering alabama and georgia so there will probably be some uncommitted guys there maybe not even we, we might not even know who they are at the time but uh they will they will be there and um We'll will try to get a list for you to uh, who's who's going to be there, but uh, you know that's a, that's the expensive dime coming this weekend. Yeah,
3: that's a lot of dimes. <laughs>
4: lot
0: of <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I, I, there there were seats up in the three hundred section, some for 800 dollars a piece. I think over there. I mean, it's a it's an expensive ticket. It's going to be a a big time game for sure. Bean machine, red and black with Venables. Going to this says Venables is going to Oklahoma. I, something broke while we were on the. Because I don't. I, is that official? Is that like done, or is that is, is what's oh, going thanks. on there? We need we need uh, <laughs> we need Ben Bachman to update us on that. Ben Bachman is is keeping up with everything uh, coaching coaching search related over there. So um, if that is true with Oklahoma, obviously they would fortify their defense, and they're probably able to recruit defense much much better. I don't know. Uh, I don't know, you know how that would help them in offensive recruiting because just look at Clemson's offense this year. It's not like he can piggyback off of saying, "Hey, I was around that," because it has been it is a bad time for anybody even associated with for, with Clemson to go be trying to find a job. I guess unless you're Brent Venables trying to go back to Oklahoma, but I have not seen that reported officially. The, yeah, I, I don't. I haven't seen that reported official, but if so, well, you know, obviously that'll be a better defensive move for uh, Oklahoma there. There's
4: some, there's some false accounts out there, like Butcher Report, but it's a, a, it's a, if you read the, if you read the name, it's Butcher Report. Uh, you got some false <laughs> reports out there so far. So, uh, well, <laughs> that, that one, that one is not set in stone yet. But if, but if he did make that move, you know, you start hitting up Clemson. Uh, you know, the Clemson's been, uh, in Georgia still in the for, yeah, yeah. For how how many years has Clemson been a thorn in Georgia's side on the recruiting trail? So uh he would be um uh, Clemson would be another school for Kirby to poach. So I guess it is poach season, like somebody said earlier. Kirby
0: uh, <laughs> You know there there's that meme that goes around or not the meme, the kind of leaked video of of Kirby uh in some some colorful language telling those guys that he wants them to eat at practice. And that's what he's calling these guys up and tell them, I want you to eat. And I want you to eat. Cause that's, that's what he's going to be calling these, uh you know, these recruits up because Georgia, before we get to these last two questions here, I'm going to ask this to, to each of you. It feels to me like as successful as Georgia's recruiting has been. If Georgia were to go in Saturday and convincingly beat Alabama, uh, because we talk about not the result of one game but a trend and all year the trajectory of Georgia has been like this just an upward trajectory trending up 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 taking things to another notch if they were able to knock down that that you know knock out that glass ceiling that's been over them so to speak and take that out of the bay, it just feels like recruiting and everything else could go to an even higher level for Kirby Smart
4: yeah I think uh You know, I don't. I don't want to say that you know a dynasty is coming or anything, but the way Kirby is recruiting at Georgia, if if they can, you know, if Georgia can knock off Alabama this Saturday and knock them off convincingly, there might be another king at the top, and it might. uh, And I don't see uh, the way they were recruiting. I don't see that you know King really being dethroned anytime soon. Just the way, just the way things are going right now, the way the rest of the SEC is going. You know, Florida's new coach, LSU new coach. Uh, you know, Tennessee's coming off getting a new coach last year. Uh, it, it's just going to be hard. Uh, everybody else is going to be playing catch up, and it's going to be, it, it, it's not an overnight thing. It's a, it's a, it, it takes a couple of years to play that catch up. And, and, and Kirby just keeps making this, uh, you know, the, the gap larger, um, with, with the way he's recruiting. And, and you can see it, you could see Georgia going to run here. And
0: Jed, I think one other thing before we get to these last two questions here, uh, one other thing, you know, that I think is interesting is that. You see, you know Dan Landing on the Broyles Award finalist list, but even with all these head coaching movements, you know his name hasn't been popping up for certain jobs. Maybe Virginia Tech might be a one lone spot, but if he if he doesn't go anywhere, uh, and you have this class coming in as well with the continuity and the the talent influx, if they were to uh, achieve everything they wanted to achieve this year, it seems like a uh, it seems like a you know kind of a death star so to speak would be built there in
4: Athens
3: yeah I mean I think Lanning is definitely one of those types of guys where he doesn't need to jump at the first available job because it's open right I mean he can hold out for the job that fits him um the best and like I said there's no reason to to jump ship in Athens because just just for you know just for kicks I think he's he's got a chance to to really find a job um that fits him whether that's this offseason, whether it's next year, whether it's five years from now, you know, there's no one really to say. But yeah, the longer he stays, um, the more, the more Death Star ish, um, um, this, this program, this sequence really becomes.
4: No doubt. I, and, and I think, and I think that's what, you know, guys like Kirby, Kirby, you know, staying in Alabama for so many years, he, he really raised his stock. Um, you know, uh, it stayed, you know, three years before, I'm not sure Georgia even hires him as a head coach, uh, because of, uh, j- just him staying in Alabama, learning under Saban for so many years. I think you know, every year that passes, Landing's going to get more. the 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 job opportunity is going to be higher and higher and higher and higher. And eventually, he's going to land the SEC job. But I I don't think he needs to jump the first you know job because the grass is not always green on the other side. Uh, you you land at a Duke or you land at somewhere, it's it's a, a dead end job, really. So uh, well,
0: we're seeing all these people pop up here in the chat saying that it's a done deal. Now uh, Kelly to to LSU, so it must be broken while we're while we're talking here that he's that it's going to be done. So that that would be an interesting hire, so to speak. But last couple of questions here: uh, Croaking one, two, three. Between the three currently committed, uh, do you think they all stay committed, or would we blue slash gray shirt candidates? In terms of, I think they were talking about wide receivers there, and the odds of getting you know Stewart, Preston, Squirrel, Kojo, and Burden. Um, I think Kojo is the least likely. Uh I think Shaz Preston is the one that they probably the combination of want the most and have the most realistic chance to sign. Uh Evan Stewart, I don't really know Trent how that how that's going to turn out. Squirrel, we've talked about him and then Luther Burden is not over to the ink dries, right? It, it wasn't Evan Stewart Oklahoma too? Uh
4: considering Oklahoma
0: I uh, a lot of schools there in, in the West, uh, you know, Midwest, uh, Texas, Texas A&M uh, along those lines. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens there with Evan Stewart. Hey, here's what I can tell people. Watch who shows up the weekend of December 10th through 12th. Um, whoever shows up that weekend, three days before the early signing period, Georgia has a really, really good chance.
4: And this is a staff that, you know, uh you're going to look back on this staff in about five years and be like, "This staff was elite because you know you'll have Dan Landing; he'll be a head coach somewhere. Um, it, there's going to be multiple head coaches from the staff. Dale McGee could be a head coach. Uh, th- so um, this is a staff that loves to recruit. They're they're just tireless recruiters, and uh, you can't work for Kirby unless you are that. But I think you're going to look back and 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 uh, you know look at the staff, and it, they're going to, they're going to take advantage of these situations. So like we said. Look who look who's visiting December tenth, December twelfth. I mean, Isaiah McKenzie didn't even never visited Georgia, and he signed with Georgia. So, uh, I mean, you you don't know the possibilities of what's going to happen on signing day, but there there are going to be some surprises come signing day. And uh, as far as gray shirt and blue shirt, we never even knew the first year when they you know they signed. I think twenty seven that one year. They only had twenty five spots. There was a couple that ended up getting uh gray shirted or blue shirted or green shirted or whatever it is so uh uh there those could be possibilities and those might not even you know we might not ever know who who those are but it is uh that is a possibility but uh it's going to be exciting this last two last two weeks going to be exciting
0: yeah and and you know kind of last point on you know that last weekend there before this early signing period there's recruit there's commits that have georgia has intentionally saved their official visit they never made an official visit and they've saved them to to help commit that or to help get other guys to commit that weekend to be around them tell them what it means to be a georgia bulldog commit like malachi starts like uh griffin scroggs i think marquise groves killer brew could even be one of those taking his official visit that that weekend so there is a. Uh, there's a lot of uh, interesting developments that are going to be happening in that weekend, um, and uh, Jed, uh, we're going to be covering a something, speaking of something interesting. We're going to be covering something live uh, tomorrow around three thirty Eastern time, as uh, we'll we'll find out where a 2023 prospect is is going to uh, to be committing. We'll, we're going to see uh, big Ryquez McKeldery. You're going to be going out to uh, Aniston. Alabama, and he's choosing between Georgia, Alabama, Old Miss, South Carolina. So it'll be interesting to see where he ends up tomorrow.
3: Absolutely. It's a 2023 um, offensive lineman, big kid. Um, No, no. 6'4", 325. No shock Georgia's recruiting a giant offensive lineman there. But, um, yeah, it's, you know, a a nice drive out to Aniston tomorrow. Which, speaking of Aniston, not far from Jacksonville State, who hired Rich Rodriguez today. That's a move that's, like, getting very overlooked um, just – for pure weirdness but anyway um yeah i'll have the live stream of rick announcement tomorrow
4: and and all that kind of stuff so uh keep it locked on the youtube channel and all that kind of stuff florida continues to go down the the pole and in in the state of florida
0: yeah it's uh it's (laughs) it's a it's a big fall there but hey people who are asking in the in the chat on youtube we're not answering y'all's questions really in there we answer questions for members of the uga sports vault on this show if you want to be a member of the vault there's a great deal going on now like i said go to ugasports.com use the promo code rivals 2021 r-i-v-a-l-s 2021 use rivals 2021 and you'll get 80 percent off for your first year for jed may and trent smallwood i am blaine gilmer this has been Georgia recruiting rumors versus facts here on the UGA Sports YouTube channel presented by Dead Soxy. Hit that like button, turn on notifications, subscribe to the channel, and we will catch you next Monday for another edition of rumors versus facts because as Jed said, recruiting never